I think what Chris just said is a great point. That is 100% of the cis population is just smiling all the time. Why are you putting this on? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> we were just talking about... Okay, so, hi, welcome to KingCast. It's a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles. It is December 26th, one day after Christmas. I know you like things to be evergreen, but it is the day after the holidays. It's not. You can take down your tree. We record tree. the day of can, and release no. the day of. It's live. If you called of this phone number right now, we're in this room. <laughs> uh, it's actually defies space-time logic. But no, everyone here just got back from family dinners where there was uh, conversations on uh, alternative sexual lifestyles that were less than respectable. Um, it is always like interesting how you meet people and that they're kind human beings and they're, they're fine, upstanding people, but like their opinion of gays and lesbians, their opinions of BDSM, their opinions of eating ass is like, that's like monster shit. Like there's Al Qaeda, then there's the dreaded Nazi caravan, and then there's Barack Hussein Obama Bin Laden. And Nazis then, are rated above. Uh, never mind. I've I've seen the news. <laughs> Nazis are rated above. But then there, then there's you know, circles. then there's Ariana Grande and her songs about eating the booty. And then there's those dangerous, dangerous Sesame Street puppets and their homosexual agenda. And it's like if you could just like differentiate between fucking evil and things that make you uncomfortable. But anyways, I digress. Merry Christmas. There have been Christmas. songs about fucking since they were little. Yeah, but we live in, like, the... We're the result of very puritanical times from, like, 300 years... From 2,000, from 80,000 years mean, ago. recorded music, ever since recorded music has been coming out, there have been songs about fucking. There's not been a lot of songs about eating ass. There have that, been... That's just the new hip trend. That is just a new trip head, hip trend. Trend hip, whatever. There's a song called Stroking, where it's just a guy describing, it's from like the 70s or 80s, where he's just like, and I was stroking, and just talking about stroking, and that's it. I stand by the fact that songs on the radio about eating ass is, is I digress. Stroking was on the radio. Um, That's not a song about eating ass. Police pulled him over and he was stroking. (laughs) There is a fantastic song that I remember hearing for the very first time. Uh, not in the United States, but it's by Tom Tim Wilson called Booty Man. And uh, that Show Me Your Booty Hole song and uh, uh, Baby Got Back. Those are songs about butts, not about eating butts. It, Why it, is eating butts a step too far? Analingus is a very extreme thing that has just become hip. Analingus, if someone was, if David Bowie wrote a song about Analingus in the 80s. He did. It's called Starman. <laughs> That's the most clever you've ever been in your entire life. I'm giving you eight Starmen out of eight. Congratulations, Chris. Welcome to... You know what Analingus sounds like? It sounds like the name of a Pokemon. Oh, Jesus. I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were actually saying what? what I thought you were going to do that thing that got popular while where people would sneak up on someone making mac and cheese. <laughs> that's, what the good, that's what the good pussy sounds like. Um, I'm sure, sure that's what the good anus sounds like, too. Uh, Sloppy and wet. <laughs> pretty sure no. it's, it's got a little bit of a different noise. It's dry, like a bone. No. Well, you're linking it. Oh, that well, just sounds like it. It's a much quieter. You're like a dog with a bone. <laughs> I've no, not that I've ever done it. I've never eaten an asshole. Of course I haven't. 
Um, but guess what? That's not today's episode. Okay. Oh, Dana. Also, in the early 2000s, <laughs> it was a big deal on The Sopranos that people were having regular cunnilingus. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Because it wasn't masculine. They were also in the fucking mafia. But uh, we can talk about but sex. But it was still a commentary on uh, toxic masculinity before toxic masculinity had a name. But now that it has a name, it can just be brushed off. But that's entirely besides the point. What we're discussing today is Pokemon. <laughs> this is KinkCast, and we I usually was... cover kinks and fetishes, but sometimes we cover fandoms. Those are my favorite episodes, because they're kind of the most ludicrous. We're not shaming anybody. And it's the, just the content just is kind fucking of awesome. hilarious. Yeah. And the person who's talking is Tommy. And, uh, hi, I'm Tommy. <gasps> who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, fuck. I, see, I like the Pokemon trend missed me, but I don't, like, mm-hmm. hate Pokemon. All of my relation, well, it just, it missed me. The only interaction I had with Pokemon was, um, I was saying, it wasn't like a, you weren't saying it missed you like age range. It just, no, I just, I didn't partake in the cultural phenomenon. I like Legos and, uh, Nintendo games. It's pronounced Lego. Legos is not plural. <sighs> oh boy. And also, I think I've discussed on the show that I was definitely a Sonic the Hedgehog kid who got way too into Sonic the Hedgehog, which filled the same void. It's it's similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably reference mm-hmm. that episode, which is episode two. Uh, we'll probably reference that uh, particular episode a few times today. So if you're interested in learning more about Sonic the Hedgehog, you should listen to episode two. Probably my Already favorite episode. Plug in, plug in old stuff. But who is my favorite Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to give it a Gut reaction and say Raichu. <gasps> Good choice. The fire mouse. So I had a bet with myself of uh, how Which long is because it would take Tommy to mispronounce either the word Pokemon or a Pokemon's name. And I was pleasantly surprised he pronounced Pokemon correctly. But uh, Raichu is not how it's pronounced. Raichu. Yeah. Raichu uh, was involved in an accident when... Um, Chaos, the monster Chaos from Sonic Adventure. Um, Sonic Adventure 1. Sonic Adventure 1 cast out these beams and it combined uh, a Raichu with a singular Raichu with Amy Rose and they became Rose Chu. Uh, famous partner in the duo of Sonic Chu and Rose Chu from Christian Weston Chandler. Christine Weston Chandler, excuse wow. me. Wow, yeah, um, that's amazing. That's why she has the, the tail that's the more lightning bolt shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to rep CWC the so- to the, the day I die. Yeah, the Sonic 2 expanded universe. Yes, well, no, that's that's kind of the heart of the universe. That's those... Is Raichu? Well, Rose Chu. Rose mm-hmm. Chu. She's, you know what? I'm changing my answer. Rose Chu is my favorite Pokemon. Because there's the issue about feminism where Rose Chu turns into like a, a monster woman and and rapes uh, someone's face with her vagina, and it's like, I am woman, hear me roar. It's one of the most wild... The face I'm getting from my co-host is not good. Just the word you used. Face? Roast you? Oh. Christian Weston Chandler? I'm dead naming a lot, and I should be ashamed of myself. It's hard to break old habits. Chris, who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, my favorite Pokemon is... Uh... Hmm. I had an entire diatribe and I had stories about something that is not a Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Rose True is half Pokemon, not an official Pokemon. You mean to tell me that my my the Pokemon <laughs> that I made up don't count? Yes. Okay. 
my favorite Pokemon would be uh, Squirtle Squad Squirtle from like episode four of the uh, the Pokemon show, where mm-hmm. Squirtle ran a gang and had these tubular sunglasses, and uh, he was a uh, uh, running havoc all across the town, but then it turned out he was actually like doing it for good because like he and the Squirtles had been abused, so he had the Squirtle Squad. Yeah, uh, Squirtle's I, the best Pokemon. I pegged you as an Eevee fan. No, Eevee's uh, shit. Is the word she can evolve into any element? No, she can't. Dirt. She can tra- evolve into most elements. Hot ghost, psychic, I plasma. I don't think she has a ghost form. Horror, ice. Water. Horror. Horror. <laughs> it's different from ghosts. Um, drama. Western. <laughs> space. She just has a Pokemon hat. Also, every Pokemon can be any gender, so... I didn't say... Hey, Which she, is weird because... There oh, are some Pokemon, like Mr. Mime and uh, Jinx, that were designed as female and male. Mm-hmm. Or reverse that. As yeah. male and female uh, back in the day before they had genders. Right. And now Pokemon can be any gender. Right, like so, Nidoran and Nidorino. Yes, Nidoran and Nidoran. Nidoran and Nidoran yeah. have Nidoran male and Nidoran female, and yeah. then they evolve into two separate Pokemon. Yes, that's right. Dana. Yes. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, I'm Dana. My very favorite Pokemon, I think, honestly, is Lapras. You're going to have to help oh, me out on that one. I've always liked Lapras. I'm going to change mine. Dragonite, because <laughs> he's big, stupid. He like he just looks like he has issues, and then he just like is the happiest little guy. But he's also like the strongest Pokemon in first gen. Ah, Dana, what is your favorite Pokemon? He's like you, uh, Lapras. What is La- I'm done with you? What is Lapras? Lapras is like like Lenny of of mice and men. Uh, I, you know, it's hard to describe what Lapras looks like, but if Nessie, like the Loch Ness monster, oh, I know had like Lapras. an armor plate mm-hmm. on her back, kind of what we're looking at here. So, uh, do you have any anecdotal reasons on... I've always just liked her, because she lives in the sea. That's fair. And There's nothing wrong with I that. Would, I, honestly, I just want a real one so I can ride it in the ocean. So I assume that like in this question, it's which Pokemon you'd like to own. I don't know. Like you don't own Pokemon. No, you become you're friends with them. You keep them in a ball. Them. Yeah, uh, you keep them in like suspended animation. It's, it's a world without that kind of issue. So, except uh, the later <laughs> games actually do bring up those kind of issues. Yeah. So if you live underneath a rock, like, and don't know what the biggest media property of ever all times, if you live literally like under the country of Iraq under a rock in a rock or like you were born yesterday or you're a confused time traveler pokemon is an early 90s trading card game that was a pop culture phenomena it deals in having little monsters in your pocket pocket monsters pokemon that are in little balls and there originally was 128 and no 120 151 151 150 and then mew Yes. Um, he was a big deal. And uh, there was video games, and there was films, and there was a TV show, and it was, uh, like I said, it was a money machine. It still is. It still is. It still is a money machine. Some of us still play Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is an app that was like the number one app ever. 
It still Some is one shit. of the highest money making apps. Uh, you could make an argument that the sex success of Super Smash Brothers is like pinned on the Pokemon. Pokemon are a huge part of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Fire Emblem's a bigger part for some reason. <laughs> well, Mario is the Mario is the biggest seller. Also, yeah. have y'all seen that there's a brand new Pokemon movie coming out? It's Detective Pikachu. A brand new live action. Yes. Uh, American. American production. With Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Jigglypuff is in it. Yes. Anyways. And so is Mr. Mime. Uh, yes. <laughs> he was terrifying. <laughs> and rather rude. Crude. Crude. In the tra- in the trailer, much like Sonic the Hedgehog or My Little Pony, where there is a success, there are going to be people who end up with a sexual fascination. Yes, and uh, that's actually kind of widespread. I know that like one of the most standard like sexy girl costumes for Halloween is Misty Ooh, from the yeah. television series. Yep, which is weird because she's ten. Which is she's ten. Yeah, yes, she's not drawn like a ten year old. Uh, she's not bad. She's just drawn like that. Yeah. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Next. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I don't want to discuss much. Yeah, <laughs> no. That sexy Misty. I mean, it's a Halloween costume I've seen on adults, so I'll just put it as that. I have not watched much of the original series. <laughs> okay, well, in the lore of Pokemon, in, in the world of Pokemon, when you become ten, you get your own Pokemon, and you're sent out on a grand v- journey. Vagina? Vagina. Journey. To discover all the Vajava Pokemon. Through the Fajords. Uh, does, does the Pokemon universe have countries like yes. Japan and the United States? Uh, yes. Does it have war? Does Dick Cheney exist in the Pokemon universe? Yes, there is war. Uh, it, Snorlax. None of the... <laughs> none... <laughs> I don't remember Snorlax wielding a shotgun. <laughs> but uh, uh, none of the Pokemon games have war in them uh but there is war within the pokemon lore like in the seventh sixth or seventh game they talk about an ancient war that uh is what split the world into two dimensions and that's why there's a red and a blue and that kind of thing they try they it's a multiverse yeah they essentially tried to give reason for why there's uh two or three games for every generation uh, I'm lost now, but I don't need you to explain it again. Think of it as a multiverse. Okay, it's a multiverse. So whenever a Pokemon generation comes out, there's two games for that generation. Yes. And there are some Pokemon that are exclusive on one game, some Pokemon that are exclusive on the other. That's so genius marketing. It's supposed to be so that, well, it's encouraging, back in the day, encouraging kids to trade because it then becomes a community thing, so everyone's talking about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Again, genius marketing. Now it's mostly encouraging adults to buy two games. But yeah. uh, but one of the new games tried to give reason behind why there are not Pokemon, some Pokemon in some worlds and some Pokemon in others. Mm-hmm. Okay, multiverses. That makes sense. Uh, people uh, develop sexual fascinations with Pokemon. Yeah. Which, um, honestly, Pokemon, like... The people who like get a sexual fascination out of that franchise honestly remind me of Harry Potter in a way because it's very much about like being young and being thrust into an adult world, but it's not our scary adult world with like Republicans and Democrats and like uh, millions of people dying every year from drunk driving accidents. Like it's a world where adult responsibilities consist of like, are there drunk drivers in? You made a face. Okay, well, the the Harry Potter world has legit genocide in it. Uh, but it's whimsical genocide. And uh, 
the I I have not personally read like the Pokemon manga and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, but I have read about them where it's like they get super dark and do deal with the genocide. And one of the new Pokemon games does deal with like that war that I talked about was Again, a genocidal war. I stand by the idea of whimsical genocide. It's got cute monsters or wizards on it. I, 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 but but I, I stand by this opinion in that the reason people become trapped in these and trapped is maybe they're more like adult support. issues that can be solved by children. Yes, it's yes. it's it is a, a world that is very rounded corners, and I think on like a, a Republican talk show they'd start talking right now about how adults can't live in those worlds and need to toughen up. And we're not here to say that people are allowed to have their fantasies, mm-hmm. and if a fantasy makes someone comfortable, um, as long as it doesn't ruin their daily life, who the fuck are we to take it away from them? But uh, the Pokemon universe is a remarkably cuddly place, and you, from a very young age, you were set free in it with you know sentient animals and. No parental controls, yeah, if and you, you get to fight. And if you just look at it on the surface level, every creature that you come across in the world can be your, quote, friend. When you start looking at deeper, it's like, oh, they're your slave that you're using for pet battles. But Colonialism. Like, it's, it's like throwing someone out into the world when they're 10 and being like, oh, there's a squirrel, and then the squirrel becomes his best friend, and then fights a butterfly... And then once they beat the butterfly, the butterfly becomes his new best friend, too. More or less. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that that inherently has, like, a sexual freedom undercurrent about it without being direct. And it's something that's approachable. I mean, this is something that a lot of kids are already interacting with. Um, A lot of, you know, people can, can understand... The way that, okay, I feel like it's just one of those worlds that's kind of easy to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Um, and so Except that for the becomes, yeah. sure, sure. But it becomes one of those things that it's, it's approachable. It's understandable. Um, it's, it's a place, it's, it's kind of like a safe space for them to kind of explore um, growing up. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? And okay. the, at least the first Pokemon game did deal with issues like mortality mm-hmm. and Pokemon death. Well, and you also have to remember that the original run of Pokemon, 151, Mm -hmm. that is where all of the marketing and nostalgia is based. It's similar to Star Wars in that way of there's a ton of content and a ton of shit, Mm -hmm. but really, to this day, we're still milking those first two movies. And like everything else, even episode six, is just kind of supplementary. I, hmm. I, I, I would... There, there are many people that argue against that. That the original Pokemon do look super iconic, and it's because of their simplicity. But that they've, there are still Pokemon that stand out. Like uh, uh, what's uh, Lucario and Greninja are like mm-hmm. two of the standouts. Or Incineroar, Incineroar mm-hmm. from the most recent generation. But uh, that like they they go back to that well because that's the well that everyone knows, not because it's the well that like is what everyone loves the most. They've got Pikachu and Eevee as their two main ones because those those were their mascots when the first things came out. I was just going to make the argument that uh, um, the nostalgia, well, is always... Uh, that water is always contaminated with sexuality. Those two usually can go hand-in-hand hand pretty easily. It can be. Um, and I could see easily somebody looking at the designs of some of these creatures. Like a lot of them are cute and cuddly, but then there are some that have um, very defined musculatures. 
um, and kind of things like that, just kind of starting to hint at, you know, the development and the growth as these characters evolve. I got some great pictures to show (laughs) y'all. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you think of Pokemon, you usually think of, like, Jigglypuff and, well, you could make an argument Jigglypuff is sexual. Mm -hmm. It's a giant boob. Um, I don't think Jigglypuff is sexual. Jigglypuff is as sexual as Kirby is sexual. But you know, look at look at these. Um, it's pink, it's soft. Look at some of these Pokemon right here. You've got Bowser. You've got Kirby. You've got Solid Snake, and that that little boy. What's his name? Ness. Zelda. Um, <laughs> no, I mean if you look at like the original 151, it's less so. But you know, I don't know any Pokemon. I, if I had to name all the Pokemon, I could. It'd probably end up ending around like 30 or so. But I, I think once you get past that first generation, you see more anthropomorphic Pokemon. Slowly, they start to change a little bit, and I, it's not so much in their like original iteration. It's once they evolve, yeah, and that's when you kind of see more defined. Um, anthropomorphic kind of features well, coming and coming it's out. the reason was a technical reason like back in the day they had to be simple designs mm-hmm. that could be shown and recognized on a little tiny screen with just a little bit of pixels and you could go like oh that's venusaur mm-hmm. it's different than ivysaur and like they had to be simple and then once they've you know techno- all technology has increased they've right. made increased uh graphical abilities yeah yeah uh, i can't think of the word for it uh the opposite of simplicity complicated (laughs) they they become more complicated Mm -hmm. and had more more intricate yeah more intricate and uh some people would argue that they lose something when there's nothing limiting the artists Mm -hmm. now that the artists can do anything it can kind of become like masturbatory where they can do whatever they want. And so it loses some of its simplistic flavor from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that's why those 131 will always have 51. so much. 100, right. 182 will have so much staying power. <laughs> right. Chelsea. So how does this become a sexual fetish? Much like Sonic the Hedgehog, how does this... Something like so innocuous, so childlike. We, we talked. I'm sorry. Like we that. talked about how Sonic the Hedgehog has these characters who have like they are the essential building blocks of personalities. Mm-hmm. And then I believe on the My Little Pony episode, we talked about how um, uh, My Little Pony is kind of like the building blocks of femininity. Mm-hmm. It's just it's very much about like what makes a female, and, and not necessarily do do I stand by that, but that's what it appears. That's what it totes itself to be mm-hmm. i would say that pokemon is similar to those two except it's kind of the building blocks of being social like uh it, this is like it, if you imagine what it feels like to be very open about your sexuality if you imagine what it feels like to be confident in it to be having sex often mm-hmm. it relates back to that universe in a way of you know it's it's fucking Pokemon. Everyone's talking to everyone. Everyone's yeah. battling everyone. It's high drama. And I think Especially... that's why you like nailed it on the head. Like that's one thing that's different about maybe Sonic the Hedgehog is that this like Pokemon was inherently much more social. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. still is. That's uh, back in. The... I remember when Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. One of the reasons it was such a huge thing and that was a huge hit is that you could just be walking around and run into ten other people that were all playing Pokemon Go mm-hmm. and just be like hey, what are you up to? It's like, oh, I'm playing Pokemon Go. And then the game is inherently built around, like, the more people that are around, the more Pokemon will spawn around the right. groups of people. Right. So 
you end up like just hanging out with someone, even though you might not have anything in common. You might not even know the person's name just because, you know. A lot of relationships formed out of that. You make more friends. But we'll talk about Pokemon Go a little bit later. Yeah. Um, But yeah, back to how this became a sexual thing. I feel like it also goes into the ability to draw. Yeah. Um, We talked about that with the Sonic um, episode as well. These are these are characters that are easy to draw and easy to manipulate as they're drawn. Um, you know, I want to see. You know, I want to put breasts on. You know, one of these characters. Well, I can draw it and then add breasts. It's not that hard um, or whatever. So it's kind of interesting to see the way that these can be changed. Um, you know, and added different features or taking away different features to kind of represent what you really would like to see. I would say that there's a, and you know, I, we didn't, I didn't look at a ton of stuff this week, but uh, Pokemon, I, I assume it's more of one of those universes where, like, unlike Sonic the Hedgehog or My Little Pony, mm-hmm. where there's this greater emphasis on the universe that exists within rather than the existing characters, especially the existing humans. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Sonic the Hedgehog porn we looked at is Sonic and Shadow and Knuckles. A lot of the My Little Pony porn is the characters of that show, as well as some user-created characters. In Pokemon, it's a lot of... Um, Pokemon. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's certain tiers that I kind of was defining as I researched. Ooh, explain. Uh, so, there's, like, tier one, where it's just, like, people, who, or the people who are into the females from Pokemon. Misty. So, yeah, just the very, like, basic they are in essentially just into anime girls Girls, yeah Mm -hmm. and they have fond memories of growing up with her because she was probably a lot of kids first boner yeah because she's not drawn appropriate to her age i'll stand by that officially then there's a tier two which uh in the later versions there have been actual pokemon that do appear as having like human sexual features Mm mm-hmm uh, there's, uh, I, I did a poll among people that I know that still play Pokemon of what are the sexiest Pokemon. That's interesting. Uh, uh, so the two... If you're clicking, Chris has a slideshow going and we're actively... You, you know that, um, that still photograph of Barack Obama in the Situation Room? Where he's like, <laughs> his, his hand is on his, uh, face and he's looking at the, the Osama that had just been killed? Yeah. I, that's us right now, inspecting these photographs okay. of the sexiest Pokemon. Well, people who are listening who know what Pokemon are... Guardivar, Gor, Guard, Gardave, wow. It's Gardvor. Uh, is famous for being like the female Pokemon because it looks like she's wearing a dress and that. More like a has. wedding dress. She represents purity. Yes. And, but she has green hair, so she's still cool. She's like the church girl hipster. I believe she's supposed to be like a flower of some sort. <laughs> but yeah. she does appear feminine. She, like, every artwork of her is very feminine. So she is. Kind of sexualized because she's feminized. Can you show me what it looks like underneath that skirt? Uh, sure. Oh, I'm uncomfortable now. A cute Guardivar. Her skirt is split and she's holding her hands over her uh, JJ. Uh, I wish I hadn't asked that. Then there's Low Punny. <laughs> Low Punny, who is bent over in a sexual position. She looks like the radiator lady from uh, Eraserhead. She has very prominent hips. And the way she's holding her pom-pom hands over her chest makes it appear as if they're boobs. Mm-hmm. Guardivar is like the one that the meme was built around, and Lopunny is the one that Nintendo or Game Freak or whoever made to be like, 
This is a sexy Pokemon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the image that is bottom second. Yeah, that's one of the things. I, I, it's a it's an anthropomorphic version of the Pokemon reimagined as a as a person. That's my um, next. Yeah. My next tier is uh, not Pokemon that have been reimagined as a person, but uh, Pokemon that I'm going to call as furryized. Okay, which are still inherently creatures, but they're like meshed together with it's Pokemon meshed together with humans mm-hmm. and then made sexual and. Uh, just, I mean, we saw this exact same thing with My Little Pony, where there was yeah. kind of like, like there was a Chibli version. I hate these pictures. Yeah. I de- despise everything that I'm looking at right now. Just describe some of it. Uh, I love the buff Pokemon pictures. Yeah. Start, go over the, the very... Pokemon pictures. The go to the very beginning. The very beginning was and, the pictures of sexy evolutions of Bulbasaur, feminized Bulbasaur. Ivysaur and Venusaur. Yeah. Yep. Then there's a ripped Mewtwo, and that Mewtwo's tail has always kind of grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, that weird block. What is the name of that Pokemon? Porygon. Porygon. Por- Why is his name Porygon? he's a polygon. Okay. Um, there's an ice cream cone lady Pokemon yeah. taking her tits out in and a rainbow. There's two of them. That's kind of weird. Then it's Two buff bunnies. <laughs> it's, it's Skitty and, and Sylveon. Don't know those Pokemon. Wow. Oh, that, one of them's a uh, Eevee evolution, I believe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I just We're gonna on... skip ahead to uh, the one I like the best. Wait, go up to buff, the Snorlax. Buff Blastoise. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> it's Blastoise. He's buff as fuck, and he's got a huge dong. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's got a Pokeball on. But his it's, balls. there's a Pokeball on his as a thong. thong. Yeah. We go up one picture to what is Snorlax, which is just a very very overweight woman with giant tits. Dressed vaguely like Snorlax. Yeah. So these are kind of like furries, more or less. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ah, fat Pikachu. Oh my god. It's like, on... it's like Pikachu if he was a twink. <laughs> that honestly just looks like Sonic Chew to me. Okay, what's the name? This is Dorkly? Yeah, this is just a collection of the uh, 50 or 40 or 50 uh, most uncomfortably sexualized Pokemon. Why is the butt? The butt? Because uh, booties. Oh, there's like a spider girl. What the, What Pokemon is that? Uh, Registeel. Mm-hmm. There's Megaton <gasps> that is three girls that are all combined together into one. One of them that's upside down and has her boobs hanging over on top of her. Wow. <laughs> and then that thing. Oh, Shuckle. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, the furryized Pokemon. I, I, I will uh, put some of those pictures on so, online. So, to, to refresh... Tier one is Pokemon that are already sexual. Yeah. No. Tier one is uh, uh, the, the female human characters. characters. Tier two is uh, Pokemon that already exist that are sexualized. People who are sexually attracted to the Pokemon as they exist yes. that modification. Tier three is modifying existing Pokemon to become sexual without making them fully anthropomorphic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to guess tier four is human interpretations of Pokemon. Yes. Oh, there's a full... Oh, there's my God. There's 500 and something of them. 500? Oh yeah, it's, it's back during, like, the sixth gen or something. So, tier five is basically, like, human beings dressed up in Pokemon outfits for Halloween. Yeah. I'm Sexy this, ones. Yeah, this page in particular is a Pokemon redesigned as anime girls. Oh. So, it's kind of tier one going back to it, huh? Oh, She's a music Pokemon, so she's playing some punk rock. Yeah, and then there's Slowbro. Yeah. That tail looks a little weird. That one's kind of strange. Interesting. Uh, That one looks like it's fucking itself. 
cloister. Uh, all, I mean, I didn't know that an octopus inside of a shell. <sighs> Go to Lickitung. Go down to Lickitung. Oh, yep, Lickitung. Lickitung is inherently sexual. Mm, like with that giant, giant tongue. tongue. I, you know what I? Think but you know, of, as I think of like sexy Pokemon, I think of all the stupid names and the way that some people use them, like. Um, As puns? Yeah. I definitely didn't write any of those down. You didn't? But you no, know, I did not. I, I, I was planning on looking them up. I was thinking about how, like, when Nickelodeon first came around, there was Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And I think I've discussed this before. Disney was pure bullshit, boring. Cartoon Network was like, hey, we're going to let a bunch of perverts on acid make wild shit. And that was a great time. Nickelodeon, though, was, like, gross. And so there was, like, a lot of feet. I would yeah. say and that it's snot and tongues. I would say it's more Nickelodeon was the gross acid or people doing acid. Like Ren and Stoompy was clearly a fever trick. So when I say gross, I, I, ignore what I said about Cartoon I love Cartoon Network. I always will love anything, most of what they've made. Um, Nickelodeon was was very gross. And that was what it was at its core, and that's why there was lots of feet. Well, I mean, there's also uh, like Cow and Chicken and stuff on Cartoon Network had some gross shit too. Mm-hmm. Like they both, they were both trying to be the edgy. Yeah, I would say Cow and Chicken has felt more like a Nickelodeon show. But Pokemon, but Pokemon kind of like was before and is after all of that stuff. It ended up, I think, airing on Cartoon Network later on. Transcendent, yeah. It is. But uh, but my point was going about Nickelodeon is yeah. that like their logo was a foot, and there was a bunch of like tongues and licking, mm-hmm. and that stuff is not inherently sexual. Mm-hmm. So a Pokemon with a giant tongue. It's it's a chicken and the egg situation. Of, yeah. Is that inherently sexual, or are we making it sexual through an adult lens? And, and did that inspire someone? Jinx. Jinx has some big old boobies. Jinx is also blackface. Yeah, Jinx yeah. got in trouble for. That's why she's purple now instead right. of black. But she right. still is very. She was a troubling sense. history. But anyways, it's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, so there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about in my tiers. Tier six, which is creating actual Pokemon. Yes, in real life and fucking them. No, close. Uh, so a few months ago, I heard about this guy. Uh, he's a Reddit user, Hardier. Uh, that he was... Heart, like it's heartier, like heartier land or a hard Hard, hard, Y-E-R. Hard, Y-E-R. Hardier. Yeah, hard year. Like, I, I went through a hard year. We lost the A. Or hardy-er. <sighs> okay. Uh, back a few months ago, he started a journey of uh, masturbating to every single Pokemon, and only that Pokemon, until completion. He was not looking up porn of the Pokemon. He claimed to just be looking at the pictures the official pictures of the Pokemon as listed on, like, Bulbapedia or one of those sites. Has Nintendo sanctioned his journey? Are they supporting him? No. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Why not? Uh, some people accused him of cheating because he started with Pikachu, and uh, he imagined Ash humping Pikachu while looking at the picture, and so Ooh. some people said that was cheating. It's not true. Why? That's a tiny boy and a mouse made of lightning. I... Here, I'm not here to kink shame. It a lot is of stuff. one man's epic journey through 700 something Pokemon. Except when I tried to look it up for this episode, he had ended his journey. He did not complete all 700. He was averaging supposedly averaging three a day. How? Uh, morning, noon, and night. 
I imagine that that's possible, but some of us have jobs. Yeah, he was he was supposedly chronicling it and ranking them on how hard they were to masturbate to. Which, which and one what were the, the results? Uh, I'm fascinated. The results were that he failed and then came out this month and said he was faking the whole thing and it was all a hoax. Oh, which ruined everything. Bullshit. Why'd you have to bring it on the show? You had me on the hook. <laughs> Chris. I'm upset. You ruined Christmas retroactively. It's like those movies that you're not sure if it's real or not, and then it turns out it's not, and you're all upset. Well, you've successfully bummed me out. I mean, but I'm sure there are people who jack off to Pokemon. I have yeah. no doubt there are people who jack off to Pokemon. But I would say most people who do jack off to Pokemon are jacking off to the furryized or feminized versions of Pokemon. We're never going to get the, the, that hard data. Because I just don't think that this community is as large as Sonic the Hedgehog. It may not be. Is the sexual community based around Pokemon probably isn't. Do, uh, was there a uh, fat life? Um, I was unable to find one. So that's a zero, zero for fat life. We can start one. I can, I can definitely... Um, but I mean, I know for a while there were like Pokemon Go dates, like that was a thing. Yes, so that's something I wanted to bring up um, that I found. Can I just say one thing real quick? Yes. Fuck you, Hardier, for lying to me. I was so excited about this too. Drink your eggnog. <laughs> um, okay, so Pokemon Go actually did not only kind of revolutionize like iPhone apps or I guess phone apps. Well, it was a big um, deal for gaming. VR. Yeah. Um, but AR. it also like yeah, kind of bought brought a lot of people together to play this game. But at the same time, it also became a dating and hookup app of sorts. Um, and one of the ways I thought was kind of interesting um, about this, um, let's see. In order to catch them all, um, Pokemon Go users have to get out of their homes and wander around town. In the process, users inevitably run into people they might not otherwise meet. And because they're all playing the same app, they presumably have some shared interests, which makes breaking the ice a little easier. In light of this, it makes sense that numerous reports have emerged about strangers becoming friends, and in some cases, lovers, as a result of these chance meetings. But people aren't just meeting spontaneously. There are also several organized groups designed to facilitate romantic connections among app users. For instance, on Tinder, Social, and Facebook, you can find interest groups for Pokemon players who happen to be single and want to meet up. What's Tinder Social? I don't really know. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, Tinder went through several different like iterations. Because yeah. they were always trying out something new. And there was one that was like, Tinder allowed stories, but then they stopped doing that. Yeah. Then Tinder allowed group dating, and then they stopped. Mm -hmm. Right now they have a system... Where you can match up with someone that you just want to be friends with. No. The new system they have is uh, they recommend people to you. There's always like one Happy Meal toy in Tinder. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I think it was Tinder Social, which I oh, think okay. is no longer active. And that was around the time that Pokemon Go was around. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, but then there's also Pokédates, which is an online service that tries to match up Pokemon players who have similar interests and schedules for romantic dates where they can catch them all together. This service promises to help you find your Pokémate. Of course, there are, all, are also some folks who are using Pokemon Go just for sex. And that's why the, the phrase Pokemon Go and Blow, no joke, uh, has been making the rounds on social media. Pokemon Go to the polls. Are you a, uh, like a 10 p.m. local news maker <laughs> right now? 
Um, no. Reddit and Craigslist <laughs> seem to be where most people who are looking for Pokemon-related booty calls are going, and you can see a collection of the most interesting postings people have made online. Um, to give you a flavor for these posts, one Redditor is looking to meet up, level up, catch a Jigglypuff, and hook up. <laughs> Which cracks me up. Is your um, child Pokemon go and blowing? Uh-huh. Find out tonight. Yeah, well, after the weather. There was fear mongering around this app, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were accusations that it was killing people. There were accusations that it was like, uh, it was the same thing when the DS came out, and it was like, Nintendo just handed pedophiles the keys to our children. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. you could do picto chat and just talk with people. But, yeah. like, I think at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and say Pokemon Go did a lot more good than it did bad. Of oh, yeah. course, whenever there's any system, it does not matter what the system is, if it's a system that encourages people to leave their home, it's going to get people hurt and it's going to get people uh, taken advantage of. It's going to do much more good than it would do bad. Yes. And anything that involves communicating with other people, which is something that is severely lacking in today's society. Dude, there's that there's that terrible, he's one of my least favorite people on the internet. He does the, it's like the Adam comics. Uh-huh. And I've never thought he was funny a single time. But one time, he did a comic that was about how people are freaking out for Pokemon Go, and it's him just saying, stop, just let people enjoy something. Right. And very apt, that was the only time I ever liked one of his comics. Because it's <laughs> like, just shut up. Yeah. People are meeting each other over Pokemon Go, who gives a shit? I still People play. are going in the woods. Who gives a shit? It's and so then fun. One of my other it's things almost I, like what we used to do when we were little. Except yeah. instead of playing pretend, we genuinely have to have an image appear in an augmented reality camera. But you know what? That's fine. The kids still play pretend, though. You know, eventually... It's great for cardio. Snapchat and you was... Pokemon dildos. Don't ruin... Don't read ahead. Kick him. Uh, um. No. <laughs> I tried. My boot got caught in my chair. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to ruin the surprise of the cool thing that I have to tell you. Oh, look. Dildos. What? I mean, there's dildos for everything. There People, really I think I've talked about those on the show before. Yeah. And I'm going to talk Polka about dildos, but you take it aside. I used to Pokemon send those Go. to people, that, not send the actual things, send like the pictures to people I know. Right. But uh, I would say that you know there might even be another tier to your tier list. In that one of the things I've experienced firsthand is like almost a tier zero of, and I think this is the most indicative of the sexuality in with Pokemon, and that is it represents a like. Like a like a charming childishness. I almost said a boyishness, but there's an, there's an adventure quality to Pokemon that people use as an icebreaker, mm-hmm. and not always positively either. I, I think that like there's definitely I, I know this guy. I've seen this guy, but he goes to a bar. He finds a drunk girl. Mm-hmm. He's wearing an Ash Ketchum hat, mm-hmm. and he says, "Hey, what's your favorite Pokemon?" Mm-hmm. Just because like almost everyone except for me like has so many positive memories associated with pokemon mm-hmm. that if you're trying to just get tail you can genuinely just bring up pokemon have you guys seen this have you guys encountered this i'm not alone you've never um, encountered right, pokemon guy yeah. no, i need to try this out I no have, you I don't have, i totally have um while i was out playing pokemon go and i've run into people that are dressed up or have the backpack or whatever I have a pokemon tattoo yeah yeah and they're like hey uh, what team are you on? And then, like, try to, like, start up a conversation yeah. from that. And then they're like, well, we're going to go play back at, you know, we're going to play, like, Super Smash Brothers back at my house. There's a Bulbasaur under my bed. Yeah, basically. I, I 
am imagining a scenario where someone walks up to Tommy and tries to hit on you with that line. What's your favorite Pokemon? And then you whip out uh, Rose Chew and go on <laughs> this huge long diatribe. And they're just it sitting there like, complaining no, about, no, no. It ends with me complaining about Dick Cheney and screaming about 9-11. And then they, they just walk away. Yeah, they've been gone for 45 minutes, but you're still sitting there. <laughs> it's like a Zoltar machine. If you put, if you prompt me with a question, you're going to get a lot in response. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, hey, Tommy, what's your favorite gremlin? Uh, Greta. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even that hard. <laughs> well, why would that be hard? He knows his favorite Gremlin. Greta's. It's one of the two movies he watches. Oh. Gremlin and Gremlins 2, the <laughs> That's new right. batch. That's right. I've never seen the movie Gremlin. <laughs> because Gremlin is a shitty mockbuster <laughs> made in like 2007. Oh, let's see. This is... Well, I put the coin in the Tommy machine. <laughs> whenever, whenever you go onto a streaming service and you search for Gremlins, it's always Gremlins, Gremlins 2, and Gremlins. Gremlin, the 2006 bullshit movie about like a Loch Ness monster that comes out of a small box. Yep, we, we almost watched it. You for know a that show. Walt Disney created a series called The Gremlins, right? Well, the Gremlins were in the little uh, the Warner Brothers cartoon about the Japanese uh, bombers. Bombers mm-hmm. about the planes, mm-hmm. the Gremlins. Gremlins were also on the wing of the plane. Mm-hmm. They're on the wing of the plane. Mm-hmm. It's just no a one else like can see them. They're on the wing of the plane. Goblin. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we do a Gremlins episode one day? There's nothing inherently sexual about Gremlins ever. Okay, I feel like we've had this conversation at least nine, ten times, and, um, Greta the Gremlin. Tell me, how many girls have you walked up to at a bar and gone, who's your favorite Gremlin? Flasher. And is that why you're upset? Because the Pokemon guy has success No, because I don't go up to women at bars, because I think that's something that we shouldn't do. We have phone apps now if we want to talk to strangers. What you do... That's ridiculous. What you you go up to... The reason you go to bars for some people is to meet people. But yeah, if no. my intention is to fuck them, I feel like I'm being an asshole. You gotta up your game. What you do is you meet a nice girl at the bookstore and you offer to buy her a book. Bookstore guys are the worst human beings on the planet. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to give you that one. You, I believe I, it. I've encountered you, a few of those. In your head right now, Dana, you're imagining me going up to a cute girl and be like, hey, can I buy you a book? And like, it's charming or whatever. Yeah. But in reality, it is a dude in a fucking flasher jacket. And he walks up and like, hey, so... Uh, it's flasher gremlin. I feel it's like, flasher gremlin. I feel like that's how it would begin. And then it would progress to a well-actually situation. Like, they would be having a conversation and be like, well, actually, you're, and then I'd be you're like, You're imagining, ah! like, Jude Law or someone, and it's a meet-cute from a movie where he bumps into the girl at the coffee shop slash bookstore, and it's like, they're both reading the same book, but they have different notes, and then they drop the book, and they don't know which one's theirs, and then they're reading each other's books, and it's like, oh my god, this is so deep. His number's in the front cover. <gasps> the politics. And then he fucks her hard. The politics. Like, rails her. Because he's Jude Law and he can still lay it down. Jude Law actually he lays pipe. has a penis that's like the size of a golf ball. I'd still hit it. Wait. Okay. What? What? Okay. The politics. Or length. No. The, pol- <laughs> the politics of meeting strangers with the intention of like trying to find someone to date is actually a little bit more simple or a little more complicated. Sorry. Yes. But but back to Pokemon. But back to Pokemon. Um, I, I I would hazard a guess that the majority of people's sexual connotations with Pokemon is actually using it as a like a. Uh, Using Pokemon as a way of getting to breaker. normal heteronormative sex, yeah. or I guess gay sex. Because there Size are very, breaker, there yes. are very few people in our, at least in our kind of generational group, 
um, that haven't been exposed to that. And people have been using icebreakers for as long as humanity's existed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Jesus is. Before there was Pokemon, there was Christ. Well, there were there were books. There saints. Were... The saints are kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, collect them on a bracelet. They, they they made an app for that actually. Are you for real? Yeah, they made a saints. Uh, they made a shut your fucking app face. Where it's like saints go or something. You're making you're, this up. I'm not. You are making it's a real this up. app. It is an app where you go around collecting the saints. So wait. Does it function the same as Pokemon Go? Yes. So you'll see five kids walking down the street looking for Charmander, and like one kid who's like dressed as a priest with a what, very that big one frown. kid who's not allowed to play that has to play the Saints game yeah. instead. Aww. To use an old Hank Hill quote, you're not making rock and roll better. You're not making Christianity better, you're just making rock and roll worse. Yes. Which <laughs> is whenever a church tries to copy pop culture, it just succeeds in making everyone's day a little worse. Not there's anything wrong with being a Catholic, but you gotta admit, Saints Go is a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah, it's not a great idea. Especially since people would probably confuse it with the much more popular uh, New Orleans Saints football team. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, Pokemon Go ripoffs, but none took off like Pokemon Go did. <gasps> but let's talk about there's just how Harry far Pot- they took off. Harry Potter Go. I appreciate yes, they're working on coming that. out. We'll see how far they took off because apparently there is a company, and this is kind of delving into products. Sex toys, sex Mantic. toys. Um, there is a company out of um, Brisbane, Australia, called Pokemon. Brisbane. Um, they make geeky sex toys, um, and one of the, they've made four different distinct sex toys that are specific to Pokemon. Pokemon. Um, there are. I'm let's see. Too hard with that name. Yeah, um, it doesn't work. There's it's a pun I would come up with. There's Squirty, Squirty the dildo, um, which is made. It's just a, a dildo that looks, looks like, like Squirtle. Squirtle. I'm gonna guess the next one's called Charmonder. Um, then there's Bulby, the Bulbasaur dildo. It's just gonna be called Chari. That just has like the bulb of the Bulbasaur on the top you of the dildo. You could sell that as a Shrek dildo too. Probably. Mm, it looks Shrek's, like an onion. Uh, Shrek's got antenna though. Um, then there's Shrek, on his so, dick. I don't think Shrek's main thing is an onion. There's I don't also, think he has an onion dick. <laughs> you think he's got antenna on his dick? No, I don't think Little he has an onion on his dick, though. Shrek I, I think Shrek has a normal human dick, and it transforms into a Shrek monster when he gets engorged. Ooh. I don't think I want to talk to you like anymore. Like a Hulk dick? <laughs> um, Alright, there's also Charmy. I was right, it was Charmy. It's, it's like Charmander's tail? This is like a birthday just, candle. Well, yeah, Terminus Tail is just fire. Yeah. Um, and then there's also um, their best seller is actually Pikachu. the Pikachu. Yeah. Um, Everyone Pikachu. wants to fuck Pikachu. And here's the thing is the Pikachu. They don't even have a picture. Um, for it? Tail. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Um, what about Lick a Tongue? It's pretty easy to just make that one yourself. You just have to have a tongue. Dude, I got to just rub it on your booty hole. Um, okay, so it's a Pikachu butt plug. What? So, actually... Oh, so it's a tail. Right, so when it's in your butthole, it actually is, like, yeah. a little that, zigzag Oh, that's much tail. smaller than I thought. I feel like if, if Ted Cruz saw that, he would try to make Pokemon illegal tomorrow. 
Well, he, he also is starting to make it to it first. Did yeah. you say Ted Cruz? Yeah. If he's also trying to make facial hair legal because it's so ugly on him. I'm just kidding. I'm just I think it did look really bad on him. It's not very nice. But yeah, so yeah, that's a that's an option too. So they have all these dildos, but then they also have the Pikachu butt plug, which is awesome. It's called oh, the well, Picky P I K Y. The that's Picky why it's the most popular. Plug. It's mm-hmm. cheaper than all of them. Well yeah. Well, but butt you can also Yeah. You can also get the dildo. entire collection. Uh, pretty reasonably priced. But I thought that was the coolest thing. Whenever I was searching for things, I was like, okay, what kind of sex toys can you make out of was there more? Pikachu? Or, I'm sorry, Pokemon, and that was it. Um, the rest were kind of more along the lines of outfits. Yeah. Um, and costumes and things like that. But other than that, I couldn't find anything that was literally, like, legitimately made for sex. That fits to the brand that we've kind of discussed, where, like, it's not outrightly sexual. It's mm-hmm. more just kind of this, like, undercurrent that's about it. Right. Um, I'm sure that someone has taken a Pokemon or a Pikachu doll and put a pocket pussy into it. Yes, I'm sure. I have no doubt. Don't look in my closet. Uh, <laughs> I can smell it from here, bud. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, that's what that's kind of one thing that I found this week in the kinky shopping cart. Do we want to move on to the FDI? Um, I think that it's safe to say. This doesn't even register? Yeah, this is like a one. Yeah. I mean, even if you're full-blown, like, fucking... Like only masturbating the Pokemon. That's mm-hmm. still just the one. And that guy was a liar. And that guy. Well, I'm. I'm sure there's someone out there who's genuinely he ruined my day when I was trying to look that up. There's that guy out there who's uh, sexually attracted exclusively to uh, blow up uh, like animals, like like the ones inflatable pool animals. Oh, and yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I really don't think there's anything wrong with fantasizing about Pokemon. Right. Um, he has to kill every one of his lovers. Really, the only. <laughs> The only risk risk here is that uh, Pokemon Go does come with some safety warnings about being mm-hmm. lured into traps. Right, but it and doesn't. those those exist. They, they as much. I'm not trying to fear monger. They exist, but mm-hmm. like you just have they, to use common those sense. Those exist as much as anyone walking outside might be lured into a trap. Exactly. Right. You just have to use common sense. That's why you can't offer candy to anyone anymore. But like in or any situation, in any situation, or say, I've got a puppy in my backseat. Do you want to check it out? I would say this goes one step further in the sense of I'm not going to pretend like this stuff doesn't happen. And Pokemon is one of those things that it's now become cool for adults to be interested in and Mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And it's something that adults and kids talk about a lot. And there just needs to be a level of education for kids of like, hey, if you're going to talk to an adult because you have a common interest, Mm -hmm. you just have to make sure that you like your kid knows the common sense of going to a second location is probably a bad idea. Uh, generally avoid getting into vehicles with people you don't know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no, there's no children listening to this, and I doubt there's a lot of folks with kids, but in the chance there are, just make sure you educate them on this and shit. And if you are yeah. listening to this and you're a child, stop. Sorry, we didn't mean to sexualize your character. <laughs> we, we should have uh, started this episode by saying, this is not an episode about, this is not a Pokemon show. <laughs> yeah, some kid's gonna be like Googling. Pokingcast. <laughs> Some kid's going to be Googling, like, Pokemon, I don't know, podcasts, and it's going to be like, ooh, what's this one? Oh, no. Yes, because when Sorry. you search Pokemon, KingCast will be the first thing that comes up. Right, that's for true. For sure. That's they true. spelled it wrong. Okay, <laughs> Pokingcast. Pokingcast. Gosh. Um, All right. Well, where I are we on time? Pretty much wraps up 
the discussion on this particular episode. Um, was there any other final notes y'all had to add? Uh, I think that some people would try to make an argument. As always, I think it needs to be fucking said every single episode. Yeah. People will accuse adults who uh, have a or sexual interest in something as being pedophiles. And nope. Flagrantly accusing anything of being pedophile except for actual pedophilia is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You could also make an argument. Probably projecting. Yeah. If not projecting, then just so incredibly fucking, like... Close-minded. Close-minded, you know. Right, that was something I read a lot about, was like, oh, are these things linked? Like, does liking Pokemon as an adult lead to pedophilia? And it's like, no. Well, there... There have been a lot of instances of, like, politicians and the people who speak out the most about, Mm -hmm. like, being for family values, coming out and being like, you know, you find out... a year later oh they were gay the whole time they're in the closet and they just were self-hating or mm-hmm. oh they were pedophiles that stereotype isn't always true but there's definitely credence to it right i, I think at the end there was a whole i i know back uh, like three years ago there was a website that was dedicated to uh just putting out the news stories about uh like right extreme right politicians who like it was like every other day one of them was coming out as mm-hmm. being gay mm-hmm. and they were extremely anti-gay and uh yeah they it it was an interesting website because it was like an article every single day and they had a tracker at the top that was uh you know how like, many how many and then like some people who were convicted for like Pedophilia right. At the end of the day, I, I think that a lot of like right wing family values, missionary only folks, there always is this "what's next" argument. Like, and I've heard this a million slippery times. Slope. Is yeah, the slippery slope bullshit. And then, well, it's LG. It used to just be lesbians and gays. Now it's LGBT. What's next? LGBTP. Q-I-A. And and it's like fuck off. I, I think that the more we accept genuinely everything, except for like. The the big no-nos, which are bestiality, pedophilia, uh, unsimulated sadism. Mm-hmm. I think the more we make everything regular, from fucking furries to anything else, which you don't have to think it's cool and you don't have to participate in it. You can still roll your eyes at it. and But just the more you accept that these are human beings, the, the more that you can out and prosecute and and hopefully rehabilitate people who do have the bad kinks. Right. The the no no kinks and I, I don't know I I, I just it, it, the no no kinks yeah I thought I say you lost track of your thread at some point no I, I think I landed it so it seems that we forgot to record an outro for this week's episode but don't worry I'm here to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at Kinkcast Podcast. Or, if you'd like to send a suggestion or any feedback about a topic, go ahead and shoot those emails over to kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, the best way that you can do that is by leaving us a review on iTunes. We love reading those, and we love hearing from you guys. So, hope to hear from you soon. Bye! Yeah. 